0: We got stuff for you today, folks. Yes. Stuff. Stuff and things. And mm-hmm. podcasts. Stuff and things and podcasts on the complete guide to coholent. Uh thanks, Ryan. You're welcome, Zach. Uh, What's the title today, Zach? Today is uh I forget. N nine. N nine. Okay. I knew it was N. I just couldn't remember which number it was. N nine is like an Isthmus in the Faith Shrine area. Mmm uh that leads to a blocked cave entrance that you have to use a bomb to open uh inside this cave is a fairy a very inconvenient yeah. fairy pretty inconvenient seems like maybe it's intended to service face shrine but it it's like not worth ever getting to because you have to get past a bunch of those lousy bomber guys the zeros that you're just gonna take more damage anyways so why bother? yeah um Fairies is my transition to this other thing where mm-hmm. uh, I sought out and remembered the that there is a Japanese-only manga adaptation of Link's Awakening uh, oh. by a creator named Ataru Kaviga. Um, there is a is transla- a fan translation of it that you can find courtesy of History of com. Um. And I, for the podcast, read through that adaptation. And here are my notes about it. Uh, it's pretty good. Thanks for listening. Cool. No. <laughs> um, so it, Link talks in this manga, which is always kind of awkward in Zelda manga, uh, but there's really little way to get around that. Uh, for reference, the other Zelda manga I've read is the... Uh, the Link to the Past manga. Have you ever, the the oh. That one's real good. Okay. That's by the guy that did Devilman, uh, whose name I cannot remember, but he's a very famous, like, manga artist. Um, that one's real, uh It's actually mangaka, but anyways. The American term is manganeer. Uh I also read some of the... Um, there's an Ocarina of Time manga, and then there's, like, a series of manga created by the same uh the creator of that that that's all kind of similar in vain that's pretty neat um but this one is by this other person and it's a pretty i don't know it's it's it follows the story of the thing and it expands on stuff sure it generally follows the course of the game they skip over key cavern and catfish's maw and don't really explain it just kind of like you know like look we're just going to cut these parts out for brevity and to focus on other stuff um, it's really heavy on the Link-Marin uh, relationship. Okay. Um, which makes sense. Yeah. If you're going to do it, that's the way to do it. Um, but they also introduce a third character who kind of ends up in a weird spot. Uh, she's a fairy. Ah, see, I brought her back. Oh. She's a fairy character named Felicia who is assigned to Link by the owl. <laughs> And this is like pre, uh, Ocarina of Time. But I think a couple, okay. I think a couple Zelda things pre Ocarina of Time have Link having a fairy companion. I feel like that that was a common early Zelda thing because hmm. it shows because up. there's fairies in the game. Because so there's fairies in the game, and like what else are you gonna do? So like there's early, especially the early American stuff had a lot of like fairy characters and stuff. Um, yeah. So this uh, Felicia character ends up kind of filling in for the owl's role sometimes and also sometimes filling in for Marin's role. It's weird. Hmm. Uh, Her character kind of offsets the balance in a way that's kind of, like, regretful. Um, Going down the line. uh, They go over to Animal Village and all the animals are just actual animals instead of, like, weird animal people, which is awesome. Oh, interesting. It's super cool. But they also have houses. It's weird. Um, That's good. The whole thing with the ghost house uh, is elaborated on. Oh, uh, the ghost's name is Nakura, uh, and he is like rivals with this moblin boss named Karuna. Uh, okay. His house, the ghost house, has been moved to the desert for the sake of story. Um And okay. it's the ghost that gives Link the level two sword. Oh. So they did this whole, like, cool anime background thing for that. Uh, My note here says that the Octoroks actually end up looking like the Toon style by accident, which is kind of cool. Like, before that, it became an established thing. They kind of just drew them like that. Interesting. There are lots of uh, Moblins and Kohoblins, Borblins, Um, and the artist of this manga uh, took that like difference between them very like deliberately and there's like a very deliberate dimorphism between them where they're, they're drawn very differently and very like <laughs> like 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 realistic ish in a way that's like, oh I don't want this but this is what oh. we're getting kind of thing. <laughs> so late in the story, like post uh Southern face shrine when Link has the whole story in front of him he tries to leave the island with Marin oh he, he they build a raft and he's like no I'm getting out of here uh gosh and they end up looping around and ending up back on the island oh he tries to escape his fate with Marin who at this point is like a pretty obvious love interest kind of thing okay um and it does not work out huh. it's it's this very there's this, there's this whole like late. Like, like, late comic angst, where it's like, oh, what am I gonna do? I don't want to fulfill this fate, it sucks. And then he comes around on it eventually. And then they do the inside of it, he gets all the instruments, he goes inside the oh, then like, Marin gets kidnapped. No, the see, what happens is Marin and Felicia the fairy end up having their roles transposed a lot towards the end of the thing, okay, in such a way that like they botch the ending, and like the ending is him like looking for Felicia instead of Marin, oh. and, like, they don't show the seagull and stuff, and it gets really confusing and weird. Weird. Yeah. The the, the addition of that character did not help, I don't think. And because sometimes, yeah, and then sometimes she's doing, like, the owl's exposition stuff, and then sometimes she's doing, like, I, I don't know. It's not great. Um, Strange. But the most important thing here, Ryan, uh, what? is that the inside of the egg is hollow, and you go into the hollow island, Oh, okay. Which confirms the Hollow Island theory. Well, in this version of the in this story, non-canon. <laughs> book. In this non-canon book, they thought the same thing you did that no, 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 That's no cool. it's all hollow on the inside, yo. Uh, I don't funny. know. It was interesting to read. It's maybe not the direction I would go with an adaptation of this, but it's cool. To, it's always cool to see adaptations of this stuff and see where things go. It's weird. I think that you and I are of the mind to do really straight adaptations and never add characters or swap plots of events around and i don't know maybe we we would be bad at it for that reason well i don't know because i liked the uh link to the past manga which definitely like abort like jumps away from all out of the source material oh uh like a lot um okay in a cool way there's a cool bird man that you end up befriending in that manga oh um and like he's Link's courage no 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 yeah it, no he's like this other character that shows up and he's like the other oh. hero and stuff um yeah that's like i want to read that again it's michael keaton exactly uh no so like i mean like i've read other and then there's like the adaptation of ocarina of time where they give v- a backstory which is oh i dimly remember this it's like you at, told me this, I think. At one point, Link's a kid, and he, like, buys a dragon egg and hatches it and, like, raises it for a little while. And then when he has to fight it as an adult, there's all this, like, oh, man. Of killing my child? Yeah. With a hammer? It's got emotion to it. It's cool. So there's cool. stuff like that um so i don't know I, I i've read other adaptations of stuff that has diverged in ways that i've liked and this one diverged in ways that some of it was cool i liked the ghost ghost like, sounds good the ghost getting backstory was cool um and a lot of like the oh that was the the big thing at the end was you know he was going through that angst period and like we talked about on a previous podcast how the ideas that if you let everything continue, the enemies, the, the monsters would just take over eventually. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, you do just have to wake the wind fish. And that's kind of the conclusion he reaches when he gets jumped by a bunch of monsters and stuff. Okay. And the monsters have a very prominent role in talk a lot. So anyways, uh, you can read that if you like, or you can listen to the next episode of our podcast. Oh, what tile shall we talk about tomorrow? Let's do B9. I think we, I think we've earned it. Ah uh, yeah, I think so too.